0: Go podcast is brought to you by The Sanctuary. For more information, please visit www.thesanctuarychurch.com. December. Uh, I don't know about you, but the stories start coming out. You start hearing stories. We tell stories to one another about past Christmases. We tell stories about, oh, remember the one Christmas where Uncle so and so. Those typically are about this uncle right here. Uh, but you know, the crazy uncle did this thing at Christmas, and, and then we tell these just these Christmas stories. We we also watch a lot of Christmas stories. I, I don't know about you, but it's like, man, they just they're coming. They're in a, like a flood right now. Some people consider diehard. Uh, a Christmas story. I, I, now, this is the truth. I, I, I wait because I, I, I've, I've known this, you know, and I and I saw this picture and I said, "What is Nakatomi Plaza? What is that?" You know, like I ha, I've never seen Die Hard, you know, and they're like, "Oh, dude, you can't even be a Christian, man." I'm like, "Okay, well, you know, that's Christmas. That's a Christmas movie." I'm like, "I need to watch Die Hard. I guess I, I don't know, but it's, it, I, I don't get it. But I, I'm a sucker for Christmas movies. Now, I love." For me personally, I, I'm totally into Charles Dickens' classic, right, A Christmas Carol, right. I, bring me the Christmas Carol. I have it in like several versions. I got the Muppets version. I got all kind. I like Christmas Carol. However, they're going to tell it to me. I love. I love the story. Uh, it does. It does something for me, right? But Christmas, you start watching these stories. You start hearing these stories. When the conversations really start to build, uh, the news stories are really getting us talking. How many of you have been watching, getting, just binging on Hallmark movies, right? The Hallmark movies, it's, how, how, how right, right, all the guys are like, mm, this one here, right? I'm, I'm telling you, I, 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 there's only like 10 actors in all the movies. There is one plot. In all the movies, there has to be snow and a dog. Somewhere, it's like, how many different ways can they tell that story? It's crazy, and, and for the life of me, I, I can be watching for five minutes, and I'm like, this is so stupid. Two minutes later, I'm crying. I'm like, this is so dumb. And they're bad. They're just bad. Oh, it's so bad. But they are us talking. Oh, like that one scene, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm into the oldies for me personally. I'm, it's a wonderful life. Anybody? It's a wonderful life? Okay. It's a wonderful life. I can't get enough of that. I, I, it's a tradition for me, right? And then how many of you are Miracle on 34th Street fans? Okay. Okay. Now, l- here's where it's going to get controversial, right here. Miracle on 34th Street. The original black and white. The colorized version. Oh, look at, look at the head shake. Did you see that? Like, you're bringing up controversy on Christmas Eve. Way to go, Pastor, right? The colorizer. How about this one? The new version, right? It's like people are like, didn't even know there was one. Wouldn't even consider watching it, right? E- either he gets his bubblegum cut in his old beard. or I mean, I mean people freak out when, they, when you start talking about, oh, they just colorized it. It's the same movie. No, it's not the same. No, it's the same movie. the same act. Yeah, but it's colorized. You can't watch that stuff. I'm like, all right, all right. Just don't mess with my preferences, you know? Now, a lot of us, a lot of people love to watch the Grinch slither around Whoville, right? I mean, it's like the big Christmas thing, but, but it comes with a serious debate. I mean, it kicks in heavy gear, right? Are you, are you the 1966 Boris Karloff edition? Anybody, right? Or are you the 2000 Kerry edition, right? And now here's the shocker. Uh, the last one, 2018 Cumberbatch, right? Anybody, right? Everybody's like. Never even heard of it, right? It's like, why would I do that if uh, it's already been done, right? I'm telling you, you start talking about this, and it's like heresy to talk about this one versus Boris Karloff. You can't watch that. I mean, Boris Karloff's the only way to go, you know, but th- things change, right, right? And many of us, we watch these movies, we, we watch these movies, we tell these stories, and there are favorite scenes that we have. I, I don't know about you, but I, I can like, word for word, I'm, I'm a movie quoter, right? I'm like, I like quoting the whole scene. I'm like, oh, this is my favorite part, you know? And remember the part where he does this, and she does that, and they do this, right? And we, we give out our quotes, our favorite scenes, and yet so many of these stories are true. They're just amazing. Amazing stories, and they get us centered, I think. They get us back on track with, and, and here's the common theme throughout, hope, right? Joy, peace, there is this, this theme that kinda at Christmas time, no matter how they're telling it, no matter what station it's on, it brings us back to redemption and then reconciliation, and then salvation. There's just this movement. And I've been talking uh, the last month or so about the, the, the Christmas story that started it all, and specifically the stories within the story those smaller little stories. I, I t- started with this guy named Simeon and then talked about uh, Zechariah and Mary and how their faith was challenged and what they believed and talked a little bit about Joseph. And then I mentioned this last Sunday, I talked about the shepherds and how they were, in my mind, I, if I was the guy writing that story, I, I think they would be the least likely to be choosed, you know, Why would you choose these people? Like shepherds, really? Uh, that was, if you'll allow me, that was kind of, Part one, tonight is part two, and then Sunday, this coming Sunday, the 29th, I'm going to kind of share part three of this thing that the Lord kind of shared a picture with me about these shepherds and, and our role in in this life. But uh, I want to I move tonight in a, a thing called moving from seen and heard to seen and heard. So this is the first seen and heard. Seen and heard. So I want to talk about the scene that's happening here. We've been looking at Luke 2, and I want to talk about the herd. Uh, So we've been watching this happen. There's, in Luke 2, on page 64, if you want to pick out that Bible, it's right there in front of you. But in Luke 2... There is a bunch of shepherds, and it says they're just, you know, starry skies out there, you know, and they got the fields, they got all their sheep with them, right? They're guarding sheep. And, and as they're standing there, an angel appears, and then the angel is brought together with a whole bunch of other angels, and they, they sing, Glory to God in highest heaven, peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. And there is this amazing scene that is very graphic. It's a really graphic scene. It's like the whole sky is filled with them. And then they return to heaven. Well, the angels appear. And essentially what I was talking about this last Sunday is there is this open casting call. It's kind of like anybody who wants to be in this one, you're allowed to get no auditions. You don't have to try out anything. Just it's open. Come on in. You're going to be you'll be in the show. Right. And the shepherds are the ones who show up. Shepherds are available. God isn't looking for people with a certain talent or a certain income level. He's not looking for family pedigree, clearly. And he chooses these shepherds because they're simply available. He was actually looking for people who are faithful. F- faithful. What, what does it mean to be faithful? It's the consistent simplicity and discipline. that says, I'll, I'll do what I've been asked to do. Understanding that there is this call to in the midst of what God is doing, and and I throw this phrase in here: faithful is we do it because we can. That, that why why do you do that? Because we can. Be, because I'm available. Because that's what happens, right? Well, the shepherds don't get bogged down. They, you know, you'd think that they'd go through a list like we're at work and we, we can't really take off right now. I, I, it's not break time for me, right? They don't debate on how they're going to find this baby that they're talking about. Hey, go, you're going to find this baby, stugly in strips of cloth, lying in a feeding trough. You're gonna, you are just go in there, right? And they, they, don't, they don't debate any of that stuff. They simply obey and they go. And, and that's what we're called to do as well. We're called to go. Which brings me to the second scene in heard, which switches it a little bit. It's not the same scene, not the same herd. But I want you to take a look at what happens. They find Joseph and Mary. They find the baby Jesus lying in the feeding trough. And watch what happens in verse 17 and 18. After seeing him, Jesus, the shepherds, listen to this, tell everybody what happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. And all who heard, there's the first herd, heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Mary kept all these things in her heart, and she thought about them often. Here, here's this, again, they've seen something. They've, now we've seen the baby. After seeing the baby, the first response is they've got to tell everybody about what had happened. Oh, you know, we knew the baby was going to be here because we were told we were out in the fields and this is what was going on. And, and so after seeing Jesus, they essentially spread the word to anybody who's standing still. If you're, if you're, I want to tell you what we have seen. First, what we saw in the fields, but now what we've seen inside Bethlehem. And they spread the word to anybody who's listening. And what if we were to do the same thing this Christmas? What if we took this kind of posture this Christmas? For the sake of all of those who are still waiting to hear the good news. There's all these people wandering on Bethlehem have no clue what's happening inside that stable. The shepherds knew exactly what was happening because they were given the, the heads up. Hey, you got to go check this out. You're going to find him in a stable. You're going to find Joseph. You're going to find Mary. He's wrapped in cloths. Go check this out. Well, they see it, and they go, oh, you guys are all clueless. i, I got to tell you what we've just seen. You, you've got to hear about this. It's what comes naturally when we see or experience something amazing. I, I say it all the time. Man, if you know a good plumber, would you please let me know who they are? Right? If you if you've got a good mechanic, please give me their number, I, because if you trust them and I trust you, then I can trust them. Anybody follow that logic, right? It's like I, I want to know if you know something good. I need to know it. And it happens. I know it happens around Christmas time specifically. We, we again, we talk about these movies. I, I tell people, oh, you gotta see this one. Oh, this is the best version of it. Oh, you gotta watch this. Oh, this movie. I, I'm I'm one of those people who plugs their ears. You know, when other people start talking about movies, because I do not like spoilers like people say oh yeah Darth Vader's the dad like what what right that's what happened to me i was like seriously i mean i was like wait i just blow it for somebody in this room they're like oh this was going to be the christmas sharing with them right well I, I so i just plug my ears people start talking about movies i'm like la 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 right but but i'm but i'm terrible i'm i'm the spoiler I mean, I'm watching a movie. I'm like, oh, watch this. That guy's going to go off the cliff right here. And they, boom, they off the cliff. See, I told you he's going to go off the cliff. My wife's like, just be quiet, right? Uh, uh, when I see things that are amazing, again, I see a good movie. I, I go to a great restaurant. I have uh, someone who, uh, who does their trade well, a mechanic, a painter, a, you know, whatever, electrician, plumbers. I, I tell people about it because I want other people to know what I found. I found somebody who's reliable. I found somebody who can help me. It's what comes naturally. Well, God didn't send an angel to you to give you this news. He sent me. (laughs) Ta-da! You're welcome, right? But he gave us the Bible. Here's the thing. He gave us the Bible, and he said, I want you to see what I did. I want you to see how I did it. I I want you to understand something. Well, let's go back to what's happening here. Look at this in verse 20. The shepherds, in Luke chapter 2 and verse 20, the shepherds went back to their flocks. Here's, here's these shepherds. After seeing this amazing thing, they go back to work, right? It, but I want you to understand something. It's not business as usual. It's anything but. When, you, when we go back to verse 8, it's that night their shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. They're just hanging out, jaw jacking. Maybe stoking the fire. Hey, sheep, out of there. Come on, let's go, right? Doing as little work as possible because that's what shepherds do, right? Well, here they are. But then verse 20 says they just go back to work. But watch this. This is really important. They go back to their flocks. Watch this. Glorifying and praising God for all they had what? Heard and seen. This is, I, I was reading this passage just months ago and I was like, seen and heard, seen and heard. Man, there it is right there. There's this crazy scene, all the angels what have seen, right? And then they heard, they've got their herds with their sheep. But now it's a different scene and heard. It's something that now they've looked at. They have seen it with their own eyes. May, may I ask you, what, what have you seen? What have you heard? What brings you to church on Christmas Eve? Maybe it's tradition. I know for me, it it was tradition. My parents just dragged us off. That's what we did. Midnight on Christmas Eve, we went to church. But what have you seen? What have you heard from God? There's amazing things. I got to tell you, there are times where God answers my prayers, and sometimes they're little prayers, and sometimes they're major prayers. Right, you see the flashing red lights behind you, the blue lights, you know it's blue, it's bad, right? And then woo, woo and you're like, oh no, God, please. And whoosh, they pass you and you're like, yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's a big prayer or a little prayer for you, but either way, you're like, yeah. But but have you ever had that happen? Where like the mechanic says, oh, you know, something's gonna be really bad with this, and then they go, actually, it wasn't what we thought it was, it was just this little nut, like <sniffs> but, But you found yourself in the midst of whatever that season was. Could have been a doctor's diagnosis. Could have been some finances that were happening. Could have been something happening relationally. And you said, God, I need you to come through because I'm at a loss. And again, it's like these moments in these Christmas movies. George Bailey sitting at the bar. I'm better off dead than alive. I'm worth more if I just go away. And there's a desperation. You ever had a moment of desperation like that? And you wonder, ah, how's it going to work out? And then all of a sudden, God does something. And my question is tonight, what have you seen God do? Have you seen him do anything? Has God been faithful? Now, listen, please be clear. We're all going to die. <laughs> At some point or another, everybody dies. So you can't say, well, this person died, and I didn't see God come through. Well, because people die. But, but what else? What, what are the other things that you've seen God do where you go, yeah, there is no other way to explain that except God must have been a part of it. There's, I can't explain it. There was something that happened, and it was moving down this way, and then it changed. God must have done something. What have you seen? What have you heard? God is inviting all of us, specifically around the Christmas story, he is inviting all of us to receive his love. Like he invited the shepherds this first Christmas. Hey, you got to check this out, right? That's that's essentially what it is. He comes down, all the angels. You got to check this out. God is sending love to you, and this kind of love is the stuff that transforms. It transforms. Listen to me. Loneliness. Struggle with loneliness. Depression. Anxiety. Abandonment. What you got going? What do you got? Betrayal? Rejection? What do you got? That's what this does. That's this moment, this little scene is God sending love. And it's hard for us to understand it. It's hard for us to receive it because here's the problem we don't really see it. Have you ever seen love? What does love look like? What does it look like? Is it, you know, oh yeah, it's love, right? Right? Maybe it's a young married couple, you know, it's like, oh, look, it's love. Or, or about, how about the old married couple, right? It's, right, wow, it can work, right? And it's like, whoa, okay, right? There are so many different ways that we serve one another. Is that, is that love? I've been told that the cross of Jesus is love, right? It's the cross of Jesus. But in Christmas specifically, here's what the Bible says, that the birth of Jesus is love. I've heard it, and listen, and you can look for it all over the scriptures. You can cover to cover. Nowhere, nowhere does Jesus ever say, I love you, to anyone. Never. Except there is this little verse that gives us this Christmas message of love. And it's a well-known verse. Everybody's heard it. Maybe they don't even know the, the address, location of it, but we've heard it. I was entering into the country of Cuba several years ago, and I was in the passport section, and they're kind of like, what are you doing here in Cuba? And I'm like, I'm a pastor. Oh, yeah? What's John 3.16? I'm like, what a dumb question. That's so easy. <laughs> right, really? But that was, the, that was their cue, you know, to see if I was really a pastor or not. John 3.16? I mean, that's in the end zone in football games. Everybody knows this. <laughs> right, come on, really? But John 3.16 says this. Look at this. Can can we read this out loud? Because this is the Christmas story. This is Christmas in one verse. We we don't have to go through the angels. We don't have to go through the magi. We don't have to go through the shepherds. We don't have to talk about Zechariah, Elizabeth. We don't need to do any of those things. Christmas is right here. Catch this. Let's read this out loud. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him Will not perish but have eternal life. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Because God gave. God gave. And this perfect love, listen to me, this perfect love expels fear. You got anxiety? The answer is Jesus. Have you been rejected? Have you been abandoned? Have you been betrayed? The answer is Jesus, because the answer is love. And this is how God showed love. He sent his son. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. Love come down. This, this is it. The question is have you seen it? Have you heard it? And if you have, now what? We have a, an opportunity in front of us the next several days. Right, we have the opportunity where we probably got like you had to work half day today, or maybe you got the whole day off. I don't know. You probably have tomorrow off, right? Maybe some of you don't. I'm heading over to Western Bagel. They're working tomorrow morning, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and and because it's Christmas tradition, you have hot Western Bagel on Christmas morning, right? I'll see you there. If I just gave somebody an idea, um, but uh, but listen, so you've got these next couple of days off, but here's what's going to be happening: you're going to be connecting with people that you possibly haven't seen since last year. Right? It's like, oh, yeah, uncle so-and-so and and aunt so-and-so and and brother so-and-so. and and They flew in from out of town and this, that, and the other thing. And we haven't seen them in so long, right? would Would you understand that this is an opportunity to be seen and heard? This is an opportunity. What has God done? Has God done anything? Have you seen God accomplish the impossible for you? Have you watched him? It's like, I just didn't see a way out. And then this thing happened. I I didn't imagine there was this anything good could come from this. I learned a lesson many years ago just to to stop any time and think about what I was worried about 12 months ago, at any time in the year. Just stop for the moment and go, where was I 12 months ago last December? Whenever you're doing it, right? What was I thinking and worried about and stressed out about and anxious about? Oh yeah, that's gone. My question is: what has God done? What have you seen? What have you heard? where God did something in your life, and may may I ask, listen to this, and now they told everyone what had happened. Now, I'm not here to tell you you need to be telling everybody, but you need to tell somebody. Tonight, tomorrow, I don't know what the circumstance is, but something you have seen and heard that God has accomplished in your life, here's an opportunity to share that. At dinner, Hey, can we pray before we eat? Maybe that's it. God, I'm thankful for what the, the great table in front of us. We've got turkey and ham and mashed potatoes and whatever else is going down, right? God, look, I'm so grateful. Maybe that's it. But you have seen and heard something wonderful. You've seen and heard this. Maybe you haven't experienced this. Maybe you haven't experienced this amazing thing, but you've seen it now. You, you've heard about it. But now what? What do we do? The question is, will you believe what he says? That he is love. He is love. That that love, listen to me, can banish anxiety. Better than any medication you've ever been prescribed. Any, any medication you've tried that wasn't prescribed to get rid of those feelings of emptiness of wounds, of hurts, yeah. Here, I, I want to tell you, Merry Christmas. Jesus came to to bring that kind of love to us that I don't have to feel betrayed anymore, because now I'm accepted. See, He said, if you just believe. What happened for me was my abandonment, my betrayal issues. All of a sudden, I was no longer abandoned. I was accepted. And as john tells us it right, tells us again he says because god loves us and i began to live as loved i am loved i am not rejected i am not, i don't have to be anxious what do i have to be anxious about i'm loved and so i began to ask god lord would you please let that flow through me let that happen for me i began to acknowledge my need i put my trust in jesus Now, listen, let me be clear. You don't need to be a genius. You don't have to be in the in crowd. There's not special things that you have to know, right? You just have to believe that all who would believe in him, that's it. Wait, believe? It didn't say, God showed his love for us by sending his son. So everybody who goes to church every Sunday carries a nice big King James Bible with the gold side right? Memorize scriptures, gives a lot of their money away. Listen, I, I've been sold that one. Man, people tried to tell me, oh, you know, you have to give all your stuff away if you really want to follow Jesus. I'm like, where's that coming from? He, he told that to one person, but he didn't say that to everybody. I've been told all kinds of things. Here's what Jesus says. Listen to me. Whoever comes to me, I will never reject them. Those are his words. Jesus said that in John six thirty seven. whoever comes to me, I will never reject them. I'll never push them away. If they come to me, they're accepted. Yeah, but I got a bunch of baggage. You should see this trail of mess that I've left in my life and in the lives of people around me. He goes, oh, I would never reject. If they come to me, that's good. I, I pray that many of us would make that decision this Christmas. To trust Jesus, that he came to love and let somebody know if you do. If you make that decision, let me know. Let somebody know. Because I want to help you make the next step in that developing relationship. So now what do I do? Okay, so I say, yeah, I believe. That's what it says. It, that's those who believe in him. I believe, but now what? There's a, a New Testament in the, in the chair back in front of you It simply says, here's what people who believe, this is what we do that makes life different, that lets us see with different eyes what's happening in front of us, I encourage you to take that tonight. Start something. Start a relationship with God. This Christmas, Bible says there's no better time than the present. To make these kinds of decisions. H- how do I do that? You simply believe. It's not a special prayer. You don't have to come up here. Nobody's got to touch you. It, it just says, if you believe. Bible makes it even more clear. It says if you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, then it's done. Wow, I want to pray for us as we sing these Christmas songs tonight. We sing songs celebrating this season. We sing songs celebrating the story that we've been talking about for a month. Let me pray tonight. Father, I'm glad that we're together. Even those who are in the tent, they're not in here, but they're together out there with us while we're in here. Father, I want to thank you For an opportunity to stop again and say, wait a minute. Anxiety is taken care of. Cool. I I don't have to be anxious. The betrayal, the wound, the abuse, the verbal abuse, the physical abuse, the sexual abuse, all those things. Wow. Love covers all of that. Love, listen to me, love covers all of that. And the anxiety and the fear rejection, all covered. And so I thank you, God, for loving us so well, that you loved us, that you sent Jesus. And that's, that's what we celebrate in this season. We get people coming in from out of town. We fly in. We be with, we're with family members and friends, and we, we celebrate this moment. There's eggnog and uh, apple cider, and all, we just we go for it. But, Father, at the center of it all is the story. Those are all great stories. They're small reflections, facets of the great story. And we stop to celebrate that in song here. And before I do, if if you're here today, right now, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want to encourage you to do so. This is is an opportunity for you. Opportunity for you to find that relationship. (laughs) And you heard me, I said it earlier, you got to believe. Yeah, I believe. Jesus for me. Okay, cool. Great. Great. Wherever you are, whatever situation you're going through, Jesus for you. God sent his love for the world in the name of Jesus. So if you're here tonight and you don't have a relationship with him, can I pray with you? Again, I'm not going to call you up here. You can stay right where you are, but I want to pray for you that Jesus would come in and begin to love you through those wounds love you through those feelings love you through those disappointments and you say hey i my love to covers all of that stuff that's what we celebrate at christmas so if you're here and that's you can i just pray for you just w- where you are just raise your hand i want to pray for you if you're in the courtyard tent i want to pray for you anybody here tonight you came to, you came to celebrate christmas but you're like i've been doing it i've been doing the tradition Jesus, we're thankful. And we stop to celebrate your arrival. Your arrival here. Yeah, there was all the, the little minor stories that were happening in the midst of the story. These shepherds and, and Mary and Joseph and the innkeeper. I ain't got no room for you, man. Got no barn. We stop and we celebrate even that. But we're thankful that you love us greatly. That'd be so in Jesus' name.